Five o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Won't be nothing. Now they always say congratulations. Work so hard, forgot how to vacation. They never had 94.3 The Game. Get you to the weekend. Patrick Johnson. Big show today. Pirate report coming up in mere moments. Joe Dooley addressing uh, the media throng via Zoom a few minutes ago. So fresh comments from the coach ahead of the Pirate game tomorrow at home against Tulsa. ECU trying to get off the schneid, a three-game losing skid. Uh, Pirates need to win that one at home. Going to be tough. Golden Hurricane are a good bunch. Off to the good start in the conference. Uh, We've also got uh, Brian North with us uh, here. Uh, B North an institution now in ENC and he is uh, leaving Channel 12 Sports to go to their morning show. He'll be uh, a morning news anchor now for Channel 12. So uh, we'll talk to him about that in a few minutes. And uh, Nikki Novak will check in with her from uh, Fandango. You know, there's no football this weekend. Some people might not be paying attention to hoops uh, just yet. This is a good weekend to kind of get into it. But um, you might want to watch something else. So we'll give you some movie options and uh, some streaming show options with uh, the uh, enchanting Nikki Novak. Uh, we say hello on a doing it live edition here on a Friday to Ben Byram. We'll do it live. Hey, Ben. What's up? What's going on, P-Man? <laughs> I'm well, Ben. I'm well. Uh, I am. Uh, I've got things I could moan and groan about, but no one cares. So I will. Uh, We'll press forward here. So the latest in the Deshaun Watson, and by things I could moan, mainly it's transportation issues, but that's another story. Um, if I if I had this opulent uh, radio career uh, that, that uh, maybe I deserve, let's be honest, Ben, I'd have a driver like Imus, God rest his soul. But uh, I don't I don't have that. So I get you a Ronnie, uh, Ronnie Lula driver. <laughs> I could get me like stirred, Ronnie the limo driver. Exactly. Uh, that's what a that's a character right there. That would be that he'd if I had a driver like Ronnie, I'd have like Ronnie Mund. I'd have him on. <laughs> I'd have him on every day, like Stern does. All right. Uh, so what's the latest of the Deshaun Watson uh, saga? So, uh, because oh, oh, oh no, no, hey, no, 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 no. I'm not no. the star. You're the star. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Hey, uh, we do have the Twitter poll. Could you look at that quickly, Ben, before you uh, give us the latest update? What are the numbers? And, and folks, you have a few more minutes where you could vote on this uh, at 943 The Game on Twitter. Also, give me a follow at P-Man on Air and our guy Ben Byram's on Twitter. I can never remember the exact Twitter handle, but Ben, what is it? I'm pretty sure if you look up Ben Byram, you'll find it. Isn't it B Byram 13? Yep. There you go. There you at go. B Byram 13. You know. Well, I just, cool I'm not sure it. about I'm just not sure about the number. I just wanted to make sure the number was right. Um, all right. So, uh, what? First of all, update the Twitter poll. This is in regards to the Panthers, as it was reported yesterday. Carolina is one of those uh, those franchises in the running, if you will, uh, for Deshaun Watson, like heavily involved in the talks. Uh, so, before we tell you about the uh, the salvo, uh, the asking price, if you will, that the GM for the Texans rolled out there today. Uh, what does that uh, poll question ask, and what does it show right now as far as answers? And again, you can vote at 943 The Game on Twitter. So we asked, how would you like to see the Panthers handle the quarterback position in the offseason? We asked, do you want to keep Teddy and draft the quarterback? Do you want to trade for Matthew Stafford, trade for Deshaun Watson, or other? And please specify. Uh, leading with 64.3% of the votes is trading for Deshaun Watson. I would think so. Followed <laughs> up by... Trade for Matthew Stafford with 19% and keep mm. Teddy slash draft a quarterback with 16.7%. Nobody voted for others. So those are the only three <laughs> options for Panthers fans. You could take a pen and just mark through other, uh, Ben. You could because I, I should have never included it. I think those are the good options uh, right now. Um, because if you're going to draft a quarterback, you have to keep Teddy Bridgewater in, in the fold, right? I mean, that that's those things go hand in hand. Well, maybe some nut up out there wants Matt Ryan or Jared Goff or something like that. Sam well, Darnold. you never know. So here's what um, 
um, I guess Matt Rule was asked about Teddy Bridgewater yesterday by somebody, and he gave one of those sort of weird Matt Rule answers that was like, uh, my uh, comments from the postseason have not uh, changed, my postseason press conference, something like that. Just a, like, a, I mean, not really saying, hey, Teddy's our guy or, you know, hey, I talked about that already. But, you know, right now we're we're uh, we're moving forward. I mean, no, no way to even in a, in a political way, you know. Well, remember when he first came, he said he was 100 percent committed to camps. I don't care what he says about Teddy. Well, that's true. Too. He's a liar. But, well, you got to be. I mean, look. Uh, no, and we have friends that are coaches. I grew up around. Co- Look, a coach is going to lie to you. That's just uh, once once you figure figure that out, and you and you get over any hurt feelings with that, um, your life will be much better. But Come um, on. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I so that's 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 what's happening as far as that Twitter poll goes, the Panthers involved in it. I guess Ian Rappaport was on another show or, or one of the other talking heads were, and uh, they really were hyping up the Panthers as a, a possible, uh, you know, uh, dark horse in the sweepstakes, if you will. But uh, Ben, what, what is the latest since you you're eager to, to jump out on this? Give us the, the latest today. I mean, this, this obviously is the lofty asking price. So last night, they kind of broke that the Texans, they won at least three first-round picks for Deshaun Watson. Then it came out today that GM Nick Casario would not trade Watson under any circumstance. So somebody's lying. Or maybe well, no, change the G- their mind really quickly. The GM's lying. So, because here's the thing, Watson doesn't want to be there. That's the issue. You know, Watson does not want to stay there. So they've given what the asking price is. So now your question is, do you mortgage the farm to get Deshaun Watson? Do you, do you risk the future of your franchise uh, as far as building through the draft to do that? I think the Panthers, and again, there's some questions about who may be back and who may not, but if you, if you don't have to give up McCaffrey, Bridgewater can at least be your backup, which, I mean, I think, Ben, it's fair to say a serviceable backup. He's probably not a... a a guy needs to be a starter in the league, but he's a guy that could be a backup. Do you agree with that? He'll probably be one of the better backups for sure. I mean, that's there about you go. What, what he is. You know you could go to him, and in short stretches, he can be effective. He's proven that with the Saints. Absolutely, and I think that could be a great role for him in Carolina. Now, you're paying a lot of money to that backup, but, you know, them's the breaks. You also can just release him but and eat some of that money. But but the Watson deal, he's not done with his contract to 2026. So he really, other than he just has to continue to press the issue, has no leverage. He could come back for another couple years and still be there and it be very dysfunctional. That I don't think that'll happen. I think ultimately he's going to get moved. Uh, this, but it, it, the three draft picks, three first round picks. I would presume that'd be this year, which the Panthers possess the eighth, right? Uh, and then you'd have the next uh, couple of years, which if you have Watson in the fold, along with a healthy Christian McCaffrey, that number on the first round picks is probably going to be a little higher. It's not going to be an eighth round pick if you, and it shouldn't be if you have Watson and McCaffrey on your team and, and they're both relatively healthy or able to play. Yeah. I don't care what garbage defense you're throwing out there. I mean, that's going to at least win you, I would say at least four games. That's going to win you more than that. Yeah. But you know, my other part of this would be, and, and you're much more, intimately familiar with what's going on. But I mean, look at what the Panthers have as far as other weapons outside of McCaffrey offensively. And then again, there's some questions about guys who may or may not be back, but I mean, this isn't a, I, I think it's a pretty good offensive roster, but if, if, if healthy, if the offensive line can be healthy, we could sure up some things there. You have Watson, you have McCaffrey, you have the two best, two of the best, if not the best offensive players in the league that are not named Mahomes, right? Yeah. So, and then you got, Probably one of the better wide receiver duos in the league. Both had a thousand yards, and Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. And the jury's still out on Curtis Samuel. I mean, maybe somebody well, that, figure out and bring him back. And he also—that's the call. Yards. That's the call. And would Samuel maybe want to come back for a year and play with Deshaun Watson? You know, increase his stock that much more, increase his value that much more. Or do does he have to sort of uh, strike while the iron's hot because he's obviously coming off a big year? But you, you've got some nice weapons there. Got some guys that can that can do uh, some things. Uh, by the way, let's give a little shout out here to our uh, our guy uh, 
uh, the great Jim Zoki. We were going to get Zoke on next week. Zoke had a, a little surgery here. He's doing well, nothing to, to be worried about, but Zoke is fine. Uh, but uh, he's on the men's. So shout out to our guy, Jim Zoki from the Panthers uh, radio network. We love having Zoke on during the, uh, during the season. All right. Um, so that is, uh, that's what's up there. Ben, do you have anything to add? I mean, I would think that the one that would have the, because uh, uh, Watson changes everything. Even if you're the Jets, Watson changes everything. So I just want to add, like, if he does sit out, that's worst case scenario for the Texans. They have to move him because if you're talking, he's sitting out. He's a fifteen point nine million dollar cap hit, and then after the season, he'll be forty million dollar cap hit. So you got to move him. You can't afford to have him sitting out for the season well, and doing nothing. And I think that's if things break down that badly, yes. But it's just how how much can he force their hand? Yeah. Uh, prior to it getting breaking down to that point, and he may he may very well still play, and it just be a a very unhappy marriage. You know what I'm saying? Well, he's made so. his feelings known how he feels about the the new head coach, and you know he's not necessarily on board. And I, I can I can see it happening if he does stick around. Well, and his gripe is more I think with ownership. Yeah. So uh, it's yeah. Uh, so I, I'm anxious to see where this goes this weekend, and I'm sure that will be a a big point of the drama next week because uh, ain't no drama like some NFL drama off the field, and uh, that'll be that'll be a key thing even on Super Bowl week. All right, uh, ECU playing tomorrow against uh, Tulsa. It is an 11:30 airtime here on 94.3 The Game and 107.9 WNCT. It'll be a 12 noon tip between the, Pan- uh, the Pirates. And the Golden Hurricane and uh, Joe Dooley just a few minutes ago talked with the uh, media and uh, it was via Zoom and it is on today's Pirate Report. And now Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Here is Coach Dooley's opening statement from his Zoom press conference just a few minutes ago. Obviously, I you know, try to get back on track tomorrow with Tulsa. Um, you know, it's had a good start to the season, especially in conference play. Very solid team, mature, uh, experienced, uh, excellent defensively as we've seen. And uh, you know, we've got to we've got to try to get some continuity and and, and uh, try to get back in a little bit of a rhythm and play a little bit better. Well, we saw Joe on Zoom, so it's confirmed he was there, and uh, he was asked to confirm if he will indeed be back on the sidelines tomorrow for the Pirates. Yeah, we're, um, we're as unless I get run over by a car on the way home today, or I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that nothing bad happens to me. But uh, as we've learned with everything else, you know, don't take anything for granted. But I, I do hope to coach tomorrow. If I don't coach tomorrow, it won't be a, a COVID issue. I don't think. Joe, from the other night, uh, what did you see differently from your perspective live, but then going back and watching it from the first half to the second half? Uh, just a flat start. I thought we got off. I mean, a decent start, and then. Uh, you know, we gave up too many, you know, open threes. And, uh, you know, Green is a guy that's a rhythm guy. He can get on a bit of a roll. Uh, I, I, I thought our level of intensity picked up in the second half. I thought we played with more urgency. Uh, you know, but like we talk about all the time, it's a play here and a play. That, you know, we get it to three. It's a missed front end of a one-on-one. It's a foul a jump shooter. It's a turn the ball over. Uh, you do all that work to essentially negate all the hard work you, you, you did. So that, that there also has to be some – you know, finishing things out and also not putting yourself in, in, in those type of situations. Joe, do you get the sense that uh, some of these games are, are kind of winnable if you can avoid the, the you know, five, ten-minute uh, first-half laps where they get themselves so far behind the eight ball that they're just playing catch-up the whole second half? We, we need to get some offensive rhythm and some offensive consistency. I think that'll take a lot of pressure off our defense. We've, we've been poor on offense – uh, since the you know since the coming back from Christmas, I thought I thought we were in a pretty good rhythm. Went to Christmas feeling pretty good, and uh, I don't feel that way with our offensive rhythm. I don't I, you know we got to get our little bit of confidence confidence back, but you also have to get some consistency in practice. We have to get some rhythm. I mean, offense is a rhythm thing, and we're not in rhythm right now. We need to get in rhythm. Memphis shot the three ball well against the Pirates a couple games ago, last home game, and then UCF had success from deep in Orlando the other day. Uh, and uh, Coach Dooley was asked about uh, the three-point defense for ECU. I think they once they got some confidence, and I think the other thing, they're in a rhythm. I mean, you know, you look right now, Memphis has been – I don't think Memphis has been paused. So, that you know, they're starting to get better. You, you watch where they were, you know – three weeks ago on tape and you watch where they are now and they're, they're, they're a different team, which, 
you know, they've been able to practice every day and they're starting, you know, they've made some shots. They played well against Wichita State. So you come in with some confidence. Um, you know, I, I thought with, with you know, I, I thought uh, Central Florida played really well for about 28, 30 minutes against SMU. And then they had some comp, you know, they hit some shots and their confidence gets going and you're at home. Uh, and, and then we have a team like, you know, we're putting pressure on ourselves to make some shots and you don't make some shots and uh, it, it puts even further pressure on us. So coach was asked about whether Tyree Jackson will be available tomorrow. Uh, our audio dropped during that time. Uh, the answer to that is he will not be available. He's still in protocol. Uh, coach Dooley did have this update on another pirate. He'll be back. Miles James will be back. So that'd be a good. Another perimeter guy we can play. Joe has asked if uh, maybe some of the other guys could feed off of what Jaden Gardner did, but this is Joe Dooley uh, talking about Jaden Gardner's performance the other night, his third straight double-double, 23-10 and 10 at UCF. Yeah, I mean, I, it was good for him to see the ball go in the basket. I mean, I, I think he's the biggest. He's a very rhythm-oriented person. He's a very schedule-oriented person. He's a very, uh, you know, he, he likes to get himself into a, a routine, and I think his routine's been thrown off a little bit, and uh, you know, he has a particular time in the morning he wants to do stretching. He has a particular time in the morning he wants to, you know, get treatment. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can get him in a little bit of a rhythm and him seeing the ball go in the basket and, and, and play uh, like, like we're used to seeing him play. Hopefully that'll give him some confidence. Coach, you talked a little earlier in the year about Tremont, Robinson White in particular, uh, kind of being more aggressive with his shot in the last three games. He's, he's been sensational offensively. Uh, what is he doing differently than what he was not doing earlier in the year from a scoring standpoint. I thought earlier in the year he was playing point to point. And by that, I mean, he was, he was so busy trying to get everybody in, involved. And I don't think he was, he was trying to be conscientious about not turning the ball over, which made him a little bit less aggressive. I think he's been more aggressive. Now, that being said, he's turned it over a little bit more, but that's, there's, there's a fine line. I mean, there's, you, know, you look at guys that usually score some points, they usually do turn it over some. Uh, but I do think he's trying to be more aggressive. I, I still think he's, you know, he'll he'll continue to get better as the year goes along also. Coach Dooley asked about watching the last uh, couple of games from home and what that was like for him. It's, it's a weird dynamic when you've never done it before. I mean, I, like I said, I, I I did the math on it the other day. Uh, obviously, I've had some free time, so I, I got the calculator out. And, you know, essentially I've coached in 1,045 games. And I, my guess is of that, I, I probably – been at a thousand forty of them, and those other five games were probably games that I was out recruiting. So from a, that's the first time I've never been able to be there. So it, the, the the more frustrating part is is the games are obviously frustrating, but it's more so the practices, the amount of missed practices that I you know watching that on Zoom where you don't feel like you can help. I mean, you can you know you can make corrections and do those things, but you're not there. You don't have your hands on your guys and. Uh, those are the things that, that, that in conjunction with the games, it's more so the practices that have, that have bothered me. And then coach was asked if uh, this is maybe a mental thing uh, with uh, his team and that a uh, win tomorrow certainly could turn around the Pirates' fortunes for the season ahead. I, I think we, I mean, I, I, I told our guys, and, I, you know, this has been a disjointed three weeks. It's not their fault. We need to get them on some routine. We need to hopefully get some practice time, and we need to get uh, a little bit more confidence and, I think the only way to get confidence is through practice. And I do think sometimes, you know, some of these games, uh, you know, playing these games will help us get a little bit of a rhythm and a routine, you know, playing every two or three days. You know, we, we had gone such a, uh, a duration where we hadn't played. And, you know, then we, you know, maybe, you know we, were, we were paused for a few days. We've had, you know, some guys out, some guys missing. And I just think for, you know, maybe a little continuity and some practice time and uh, playing through some of these mistakes you know, we'll be able to teach Joe Dooley. And that is today's pirate report. ECU tomorrow, high noon, Williams, Rena Minji's Coliseum. They will be taking on the Tulsa golden hurricane, 1130 airtime network for uh, 94, three, the game and 107.9 WNCT, the flagship stations of the ECU pirates. Uh, we'll uh, go to break here. Brian North will join us in a few minutes. He's making a big move. Uh, we'll tell you all about it and catch up with him. Nikki Novak still to come. Uh, Harold Varner, uh, even on his round today, but likely not to make the cut. Ben will have an update for that and some other things going on in just a little bit. Uh, you want to do caller four and five here for the Bojangles? You don't have to come on the air and ask a question today unless you're just dying to. Uh, otherwise, uh, we're going to talk to North next. But uh, callers uh, four and five will win a Bojangles uh, gift card, 
561 game 252-561-4263. Be kind to Ben. Ben will be kind to you. And uh, Ben will hook you up. Uh, callers four and caller five. If you call and it's busy, do keep calling. We got the new phone system here, uh, but we're going to give a couple of winners out on that today. 252-561 game and Brian North on the game with us next. And Pirates. Boy, there. Panthers. Good, baby. Very good. The P Man. Uh, put its pants. This is Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. 943 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Happy hours are always a swashbuckling good time with the P-Man. Happy hour for me never starts till after five. Me either. This is only number three. Let's get back to the Patrick Johnson Show here on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. always uh, a lot of fun to have you with us on a Friday. Patrick Johnson show as we uh, roll on uh, here. This song by my guys, uh, Cheap Trick, Light Up the Fire. I, I like it. Not bad. Not bad. Hey, uh, don't forget, after uh, every Patrick Johnson show, you can go to our website, 943thegame.com, and we've got the podcast of that uh, episode from that day, plus past episodes. You can check it out on the brand new 943thegame.com. Our old pal Brian North is uh, making the move. I love the promo. I thought the promo was good. We welcome him from uh, WCTI 12. Are we saying uh, sports director emeritus? Because, you know, that's that's a popular term with some. They like to refer to themselves as an emeritus, even though it's not like a, an official term. Uh, it's not being printed on the business card, but I, I think for right now it will be allowed because I will still be dabbling in the sports department, I'll actually still be producing content for ah, it. So, con- there it is. So yeah, Hashtag can, yeah. content. There you go. Brian North, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> joining us. Uh, we're having Brian on because we love to have him on. We should probably have him on more frequently. But he also is uh, making the move to morning news on Monday at Channel mm-hmm. 12. He's not going anywhere other than just a different yeah. time slot. And yep. uh, there you go. Brian North wanted that cushy news life in TV. And <laughs> He was. He's even willing to wake up at midnight to get it. So it. Uh, good oh for my you. god! You ne- you didn't warn me about this in your days of the, your morning shift. I thought when the four thirty news started, I rolled out of bed at like four and just got there no. right time for three, two, one. But no. apparently that doesn't happen. No, that is. Uh, I still get up early, not as early, and so when it snowed this week, the saving grace was I didn't have to get up like extra early because you have to drive in the mm-hmm. snow to to get to where you're going and that sometimes can t- a 15 minute drive will take an hour and a half and i still woke up yeah. to something the other day uh and couldn't go back oh, to God. i guess old habits die hard but uh right. yeah but uh no it's you know i did that for what 15 years in radio and i mean it was very st- sometimes it was three sometimes it was four but i mean it's it's an early call and then uh you know you've got uh you got to get up a little earlier in TV because they got to make you uh, and your coworkers. Uh, there's a little beautification. You got to make right. sure the suit. So I mean, there's some of that, I guess, that has yeah. to go. As so, a radio so the, slob, the great, you just roll and go. You know, that's right. That's, exactly. Yeah. So the great thing is you you can't really do much with this face anyway. So I don't have to worry about the makeup <laughs> side of it. I mean, it, it is what it is. I'm going to look like a I'm going to look like a old Sharpe dog there on the set that early in the morning with wrinkles everywhere. But it's going to be what it's going to be. You know, at that point, we always say just roll video, right? Get yeah. the video over them as quickly as possible. So, uh, but, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Any tips that uh, that you have about waking up that early and surviving, I'm all ears. No, I, I just think uh, naps are your friend. Uh, yeah. Don't be afraid to take one in, in the afternoon. I tell you what you will like, and I do miss a little bit, is you do have your whole day ahead of you when you get done. Right. Even if you're done at, like, noon or something, you're still yeah. – you still kind of have mm-hmm. – so you can – stuff that you might put have put off on the weekends, yeah. uh, you can get done now in the afternoon. So your weekends actually get a little more free. And you'll cherish right. your weekends. Right. Oh, you'll cherish your weekends, yeah. my friend. <laughs> Trust me on well, that. Well, you know, the reason, the reason for making this move is because of that. Because uh, it might be a few years early, but we were already thinking down the road when our kids get into school. Yeah. Me working a nightside shift, I'd never see them, right? They go off to school in the morning. They're getting home by the time I'm leaving for work. 
I would never see them. And so we thought a possible move to mornings in the future would be a way for me to still be heavily involved in their lives, which is what I want to do, right? I don't, I, I refuse to be that absentee father during the week who picks his career over his kids. So this opportunity presented itself a few years earlier than we thought. And when opportunity presents itself, you take it. And so uh, this is a family move based on having those afternoons and evenings free for, for family stuff, especially three years down the road when uh, Tinsley starts kindergarten and, and then Taylor is not far after that. So yeah, that, that was the main impetus for the move, but it's also a great opportunity to you know, be a part of a, a great team. Mornings are full of energy. They're on the upswing. Um, and, you know, it's, uh, and, and I'm not a spring chicken anymore, hauling those cameras around on the sidelines and on the basketball courts, and um, and we're giving up a lot of weekends and holidays and doing those things that you do in the sports world. And so uh, a lot of reasons for it, but definitely excited to be a part of a good morning team, and, and we hope to have a, a lot of fun, get all our facts right, and, and track the storms and do all those things, but really put a smile on people's faces in the morning, and I hope they tune in and be a part of our fun. Brian North. Channel 12, he's moving uh, to mornings. What time? 4.30 in the morning you guys start, right? 4.30? So we go, yeah, on, on the ABC side, WCTI, we'll be there from 4.30 until 7. Okay. And then uh, we switch over to Fox, and we go from 7 to 8 on Fox Eastern Carolina okay. for you little slightly uh, later yeah. risers. Yeah, okay. I think you need to make that seven to nine because there's some people that don't wake up too late and they got to see the weather. But I'll I'll send my cards and letters and, and suggestion email. We're actually start we're starting a new uh, news network channel thing that'll be on Fox from uh, that will be from eight to nine. Oh. Uh, and I and I'm I'm being a horrible employee here because I don't have the exact name of it, but it's like yeah. a new channel. But they've been heavily promoting it on Fox, and they think that's going to be a. Um, a real winner for us as well. So okay. that'll be there. We'll, we'll be the lead into this. It's more of a national oh, news. There you go. Well, then look, long as you, as long as you got the local weather cut in, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Long right. Long, yeah, yeah. You'll be fine. You don't have to do that. I think that. it's called the national, I think it's called the national death, but it's been heavily promoted on Fox. And so I yeah. uh, will be the lead into that. And so, yeah, it all, it all sets up. And then, then I, I uh, do what I like to do. I get out the door and then I go start reporting. Um, that's where I'm going to start turning some sports content, some interviews, some features, ah. and then uh, some news, some news stuff as well. well. Either the big news story of the day, or we'll get into some cool news features we think people would be interested in because there's a ton of great history and characters around Eastern North Carolina that I would love to sit down and feature and talk with. And we're still working out those details, but uh, early on, we're helping the sports department until. Uh, they we figure out a long term solution for for how we're going to go forward there. Yeah, and then uh, definitely going to be involved in some really cool news feature stuff. So I'll still be producing some content for the evening shows, but I'll just be done a little earlier in my day. Oh, this sounds great, Brian North with us. The, the getting done part is always my favorite part of any wherever I am. <laughs> my favorite part of everything. Somebody asked me what was your favorite part of that. I said the end. <laughs> When it stopped yeah, yeah. and I was done, that was my favorite part of the whole thing. And look, that's it doesn't matter. Radio, TV, uh, whatever, wherever, no matter how much mm -hmm. they're paying me, my favorite part is when the thing is done. And, and the checks in the bank. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's the second favorite part. That's 1A in a lot of ways. Uh, Brian, Brian North uh, with us. It's great to talk to uh, him. It's great. Uh, and I'm very happy that. He is uh, sticking around uh, Eastern North Carolina and uh, yeah. the Blitz. You're still going to be involved in the Blitz. So we're with the the spring football season this year. It's a shortened seven week season. Yes. The playoffs after that, and they we've had a good run with the Blitz and had good success with it. And so they asked me if I could figure out a way. I said sure because it still has all my blood, sweat, and tears in it, and uh, it is a brand that we're tied to. So I've agreed to do it in the spring. And we'll see how that works. Uh, if it works out and family-wise, it, it doesn't affect me. Then, uh, and if they still want me to do it in the fall, we'll do that. But we're gonna we're gonna give it a try in the spring, see how it works, and then we'll reevaluate for the fall. Look, in an ideal world, I'd, I'd love to be a part of it until the day they pull me off the air. Um, but it's you know that's not always how it works. Yeah, so, but uh, I think you gotta, you gotta do that though. I think that's another letter and email I'll send. Just, they need to just keep <laughs> you on the blitz forever. I'll send that as well. All right. So as you wrap up sports, yeah. Um, sports casting, let's just say what, what is the, yeah. what is the most, cause what, how many years? 22, 23 at uh, channel 12, 20. Yeah. 22 and a half. We'll okay. call it uh, right. at channel 12 started in September of 98. What is the biggest, uh, 
like most favorite story in sports? Because now here's the thing: you have done for the last, I guess, ten or so years, a lot of news stuff, and you were very prominent right. when there were hurricanes and other sort of right. major events, which right. is really, and you did a great job of that, and do a great job of that. But yeah. from a sports standpoint, what is the yeah. you know, moment or two that stand out the most for Eastern North Carolina time? You know, it always when when we do these look back things, it's always like the early part of your career when you were doing wild and crazy stuff when you were young and it was impressionable. And so there was a lot of stuff early in my career, you know, coming up on the 20 year anniversary of Dale Earnhardt's death. And I was Mm. there in Daytona when it happened. That's Mm -hmm. one that still, you know, gives you chills. Uh, Covering two Super Bowls has been a great highlight and all the the hard work we did during those two weeks in Houston and San Francisco and the Panthers two trips. Stanley Cup finals covering the the Hurricanes winning the Stanley Cup. That game seven was, was just awesome. Um, the, the first U.S. Open in North Carolina yeah. when Payne Stewart won that on that dramatic putt on the 72nd hole where the bells were chiming and beat Phil Mickelson. And then, of course, uh, Payne died in a, a plane crash a few months later. Uh, those are things that stand out. But, but the, when people ask me the most memorable event that I, I covered, there, there's been some great ones out there. But I still go back to 1999 when ECU, right after Hurricane Floyd had flooded us all out and ECU was stuck on the road in South Carolina. And then they were supposed to have the home game against Miami. They had to play it in Raleigh instead. Miami was ranked at the top 10 in the country. Pirates were down, what, uh, a whole bunch at halftime, almost 30 points at halftime. And then they come back to rally and win that game in front of a sold-out stadium with the cathartic nature of what everyone in eastern North Carolina was going through at the time with the flooding. And to have this kind of play out, you know, a hurricane beating the Pirates, but then the Pirates come back and get redemption at the end. And that kind of was just a, that was, and then they tore the goalpost down afterwards on their, one of their rivals stadiums. There were so many unique storylines to that thing. That just was a game that was bigger than sports to me. That was just something that trended. And I still get chills talking about that one. I remember Steve Logan talking about it. I remember the full moon coming up over the stands as ECU was making its comeback in the second half. And so that game to me just kind of transcended sports a little bit. And that's one of my most favorite games that I ever covered. But I could go on and on and on about the ACC tournaments and the NCAA tournaments and the Final Fours I've been lucky to cover. Heavyweight Boxing Championship in 2000 at Madison Square Garden. We had uh, uh, Don Turner, the legendary trainer in the boxing world, and he had a gym in Pamlico County. And he was training a guy, Michael Grant, who fought Lennox Lewis. And for some reason, they let me go cover that. So that was a unique experience that I could tell stories about for hours. Most of them have to be off the air for some of the things that I witnessed. But um, so a lot, really, really a lot of cool stuff. And and it's going to be going to the games that I'm going to miss a lot because that's where you get to meet all the characters and not just the athletes you're covering, but the, the passionate fans and so uh, still going to try to find ways to sneak into a game here or there and not saying it's it's done forever. Uh, it's just going to be a little bit different for a while. I, I've said this uh, to other people, and I said, uh, I don't know if I ever said this to you, but I do believe this. I believe doing sports uh, can make you, and does, at least it did me, a better news person. Here's why. Yeah. I would, you know, play by play and then hosting shows. You have to, there's an element of that where you are uh, thinking on your feet, as it were. Uh, the Correct. way you would do your newscast is very, or sportscast is very much a you are dialed into what's going on, and you're mm-hmm. not going to necessarily read from the prompter. It's kind of right. a, a roadmap that you follow, and you might veer off. Right. Uh, so I, I think I'm, I'm curious to hear about that in the transition to news because that is yeah. a much more. Uh, but what I would do in news always, be it uh, in Orlando or Raleigh or, or nationally for ABC, would be. Uh, you know, it was more of a feel thing than a, you want to get your facts right, but you know what I'm saying. It's a, it's a performance yeah. thing. And you, if you had to go live, you could, you could do it. And it was no big sweat if you had to. Um, so I, I'm curious 13, about that with your transition to news. Yeah. 13 years ago when I was offered the opportunity to do Fox Eastern Carolina news at 10, I didn't know if it was what I really wanted to do and had the passion for, but I thought it was definitely something that would be good for my career and long-term health to at least give it a try. <laughs> right. And what I quickly found out, what, it, you know, what you what quickly, I quickly found, found out, out was you did two jobs for the price of, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> You're right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I got, cut, I got caught, caught straddling that fence, you know, and you know what happens when you get caught straddling a fence. It can hurt sometimes. Yeah. But, but I, what I quickly found out was with news, it was a, there was more fun opportunities than what I thought, or at least, 
let me let me step that back. I took advantage of more fun opportunities <laughs> than I thought would exist. So, and that's part of being a sports guy, right? You're always looking. You're high energy. You're always looking for fun stuff. And yeah, you've got to learn the pacing and the demeanor to handle the, the serious news. But you know, then there's other opportunities. And I think being a sports guy, when you're having to ad lib and, and getting stuff in at the last second, and not always being able to practice over your highlights. When, when breaking news would happen, that's when you could be at your best and where other news people struggled because they didn't have that opportunity on a nightly basis to deal with those things. So we quickly, I quickly found out that the adaptation skills of a sports guy certainly transitioned well into news if they all would allow you to do those things. So having done that for 13 years, sometimes you get yourself into trouble doing that. I'm, I'm not perfect at it. And sometimes Bryant's mind uh, lets things out before the filter can grab it and you know things happen but now going to the morning show there's going to be more of those yeah. opportunities right yeah. so uh, everybody uh, all my all my um uh people who are in favor of me doing this say that it's uh, going to be a great opportunity for me to to expound upon that and have even more fun and do what they think i do well so we're looking forward to that and you know we're still serious news is always oh, important yeah. tracking yeah, yeah. storms Absolutely. is important but yeah. But, you know, we also want to make people smile in the morning to get their day started right and get them out the door the right way. And there'll be, we think, plenty of opportunities to do that with a team that we have. In place. I, just, I just thought of a key thing when you're doing mornings. I just thought of this. Establish yeah. somebody, and I'm not talking a person or an intern, uh, get someone in the community to cater the affair. That's always, that's always a big hit. Yeah. If you could get someone yeah. to bring breakfast in, ooh, that's great. It's not bad to have someone buy breakfast. In fact, North. Yeah. You may want to buy breakfast on the, the first day or two. That's, you know. Uh, it's, it's already uh, already a done deal. See? You were reading minds on that. and so Yes. No, um, no off position yeah. on the genius switch for Brian North, ladies and gentlemen. It is, uh, <laughs> it's, it's great to talk to him, and uh, hopefully we can do some more down the road, even if he's uh, a sure. news guy now. Uh, but yeah. uh, Brian North moving to mornings on Channel 12 sure. News, 4.30 on Monday, 7 o'clock on Fox Eastern, North Carolina. In uh, the yeah. morning. Uh, there's so many foxes yeah. out there that uh, sometimes it's hard to keep track. All right. Uh, thank you, Brian, and uh, best of luck to you. P-Man, it's great to hear from you. Maybe we can hang out some more now that I'm yeah. not uh, going to be working 50 hours a week. Maybe yeah. I can get on this 35-hour-a-week anchor schedule that these other, <laughs> these other high-paid people have. Well, that's good. That's that's the problem. I'm like the low... You know, I'm, I'm the low-paid anchor guy who will still be working a lot. It's just probably how it's going to work, which is okay with me. Now. I was going to say, it's who I am. 35 so. hours for TV news anchors is like more of a two-week <laughs> deal, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that was one week. Not throwing anybody under the bus, but I've heard. I've heard some yeah. things like that, yeah. you know. Well, yeah. there you have it. All right. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> thank you, P-Man. <laughs> Brian North. Uh, congratulations to him. Nice move for his uh, family and uh, glad he's sticking around. Okay. Uh, oh, the Texans have made a move. Oh, the Texans have made a move. By the way, congratulations. Jess, Jason from Bethel was our winner. People were calling, then they stopped. I told you not to quit calling because of the new phone system, but Jason and Bethel was our Bojangles winner. Instead of making Ben do this again, uh, we'll just give more away next week. How about that? Uh, but we will uh, right now throw it to Ben Byram with with a, a huge transaction, uh, not really, but a transaction from the uh, from the Houston Texans. Ben, take it away. Thanks, Patrick. Ben Barm here for your 94th of the game sports update. We start with the Farmers Insurance Open currently underway. We have a four-way tie for first is Peter Melnati, Patrick Reed, Adam Scott, and John Rahm. As they're all eight under overall in the event, tied for first. East U alum Harold Varner the third is even through 13 and six over overall in the event. And it's not looking like he'll make the cut as he's tied for 144th. The local high school hoops action tipping off the night. Undefeated 3-0 Aiden Griffin tries the 1-4 Eastern Wayne. Greenville Zone 2-1 Oakwood hosts 1-1. 1-6 Halifax Academy. 1-2 Green Central matches up against 2-5 North Lenore. 3-3 Kinston takes on 3-1 Washington Pan Pack. 4-2 Newburn hosts 3-3 Jage Rose. 6-0 undefeated Riverside battles 1-4 Tarboro. And undefeated 5-0 Farmville Central looks to keep their winning streak alive as they host 3-4 North Pitt. Moving on to college hoops, we have upsetting news as former Temple head coach John Chaney passed away at the age of 89. Brett Temple claims in a statement it was a short, unspecified illness. Cheney led the Owls to 17 NCAA tournament appearances, was enshrined into the Basketball Hall of Fame as the coach in 2001. A few games are tipping off tonight. The action all starts at 6. The Charlotte hosts FIU. The 49ers are the 7-point favorites at 7. 
High Point travels to Gardner-Webb. The High Point Panthers are seven-and-a-half-point underdogs. App State matches up against Troy. The App State Mountaineers are favored by four in that matchup. At 7.30, Campbell takes on Charleston Southern. The Campbell Fighting Campbells are seven-and-a-half-point favorites. And we have the lone matchup between two ranked opponents as the main event at 9 o'clock. Seventh-ranked Iowa battles 19th-ranked Illinois. The Iowa Hawkeyes are the slim underdogs with only two, two-and-a-half points. From the NFL, despite Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson's request for a trade, GM Nick Casarios openly stated that he has no interest in trading the star quarterback, while multiple reports indicated last night that the Texans won at least three first-round picks for Watson. The Texans carry on about their business, though. They hire former Illinois head coach Lovey Smith as their new defensive coordinator. The Rams and Matthew Stafford are also expressing mutual interest in uniting through the free agency letting go Jared Goff. Great news from the Washington football team's head coach Ron Rivera has confirmed that he is cancer-free. Meanwhile, top NFL quarterback prospect and Alabama's quarterback Mac Jones has sprained his left ankle and is questionable for tomorrow's senior bowl. Elsewhere in college football, NC State adds former Kentucky head coach Joker Phillips as their new assistant coach. And Florida Atlantic is hiring former Arizona coach and Alabama analyst Mike Stoops as their new defensive coordinator. Coordinator. Wrapping up for Major League Baseball, the three-time All-Star Daniel Murphy is retiring after 12 seasons. Former L.A. Dodger Jock Peterson agrees to a one-year $7 million deal with the Chicago Cubs. The St. Louis Cardinals agreed to a one-year deal with 39-year-old right-hand pitcher Adam Wainwright. Here at 94th of the Game Sports Update, I'm Ben Barman. We return. Benego's Nikki Novak talking the latest Hollywood releases after this quick timeout. Online or on the go. Love it. Log on to our brand new website, 943thegame.com. To listen to our top-rated programs throughout the day. You need to. Tell your smart speaker to stream 94.3 The Game to take us anywhere you are at any time. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. Nikki Novak joining us here. Fandango, you're on the uh, Patrick Johnson show. Uh, Fandango's Nikki Novak with us here. I have to tell you something. Yes. Hi. Hello. Well, is that what you had to say? Well, hello to you too, Nikki. Hi. I have to tell you something. So this morning when I woke up, I heard this music in my head and it was like, dun, dun, dun. I'm like, where do I know that music from? And it was your opening music. Well, it's it's the Fandango wrestling theme, and we've just ever since the old morning show, we've just always used it because it's Fandango, it's so and so there you go. Yeah, well, it just it works out. Anyway, uh, it's stuck in my head. So thank you. Oh, good, you. good. Uh, Nikki Novak uh, joining us from Fandango. There's no, uh, there no, there's no football this weekend. So what does that mean? Well, I'll tell you what that means. Nikki Novak's here to give you some things to watch because while there's some great basketball, uh, you can you know. You, you got to watch some other things just to, to break the monotony in a sense. Uh, some things to entertain you, if you will. Movies, streaming series, all things of the like. Uh, Nikki, I, I want to yes. start with this movie. It's an all-star award-winning cast. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The Little Things. What is this? It's no little thing because you've got three Oscar winners, Whoa. four Oscars between the three of them. It's Denzel Washington, Rami Malek, who everybody knows from Bohemian Rhapsody. He played Freddie Mercury, won the Oscar for that. And Jared Leto, who is best known, I guess, for playing the Joker. But he has also won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor in that movie he did with Matthew McConaughey mm-hmm. that I can't remember the title of right now. <laughs> oh, Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Dallas um, Buyers Club. Anyway, he was, this is a great movie. It really was. That was a, a great, fantastic, yeah, no, it's great fantastic movie. movie. I, I don't think Matthew McConaughey ever gained the weight back. He's always been a little thinner than he used to be, right? Ever since, like, I... You know, I've been listening to a lot of actors talk recently about how when they do dramatically transform their bodies, like it really takes its toll. Like I really tip my hat off to people yeah. who uh, to do that because I certainly couldn't do it. Um, but anyways, yes, yeah, the little things. It's a it's a thriller. It's a whodunit. It's um, Denzel's character and Rami both play cops in Los Angeles, and it's a story they're hunting down a serial killer and that Jared Leto's character is the prime suspect. So this is written in the nineties and takes place in the nineties. 
so it was kind of before like all the forensic it's kind of got a little bit similarities to seven it's being compared to that movie which Mm -hmm. is such a classic Mm -hmm. um but really like one of those great performances you'll never guess the ending i've said that guessing the ending of this movie is as likely as winning the powerball it's not going to happen because it's so unexpected wow, okay. <laughs> and yeah it's a really interesting um thing but anyway you got to pay attention to the little things in the movie the little clues that take place during but it's really great i mean it's and the nice thing is, is it's opening simultaneously in theaters and on HBO Max this weekend. So you can choose choose your own adventure, choose how you're going to watch it. Ah. And, uh, yeah, really good. Like this time of year, you know, it's always fun to get one of those um, edgier seat thriller. I love that genre. I don't know if you do, but I do. All right. This sounds exciting. This uh, yeah. you, you might have sold me on this one. Uh, Nikki Novak cool. from Fandango is with us. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, this is intriguing, too. I think this could be pretty good. A movie called Palmer. Now, there's a little sports connection uh, to this written kind of in in the role of the lead character, which is uh, JT is back. Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Well, there's actually another one, too. There's two little sports things oh. written into it. So uh-huh. Justin Timberlake plays a formal, former football star. He was college, uh, high school and college football star, you know, had everything in the world going for him and then ends up, makes a terrible mistake one night, gets into a fight really hurts somebody and goes to prison for 12 years and then gets out, moves, has to move back in, basically has to start all over, move back in with his grandma and on his grandma's property lives a woman and her son. And now here's the connection. The woman is played by Juno Temple. She is in Ted Lasso. Mm. He plays, you know, kind of like the, you watch Ted Lasso, right? Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. Yes. yes. He plays the influencer girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know that one that, yeah. you know, she's dating one of the players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So she, and she's great in it. But anyway, Justin Timberlake's the star, and he befriends this little boy who's the child of Juno Temple's character. And it's a really sweet story. It takes place in Louisiana. It's kind of, I wouldn't say it's a family movie, but you certainly, like, you could have it on. And, and you know, I think kids over the age of 10 would probably get into it. And, you know, Justin Timberlake hasn't done a movie in, like, over 10 years, I want to say. So mm. he's back, and he's great in it. It's a really watchable, really good, kind of heartwarming movie. Uh, Sudeikis is – I've seen, like, the pilot in a little bit, and Sudeikis was good in that. That was by Ted Lasso. I'm, I'm hopping around now. But, yeah. Uh, well, I think for a lot of sports fans, too, it's like that kind of great combination of sports, but it's hilarious. He's so good. It's just so, so well-written, so well-cast. Um, I just whizzed through that series. Like I, I think I watched it all pretty much in one sitting. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah. Waiting for more now, okay. but yeah, he, I think he'll be nominated for a bunch of stuff coming up cause he's really great. All right. There's another, uh, this is a series, correct? This is on this Netflix. Is yes. And, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going, Le Pan. did I say that correctly? Le Pan. <laughs> you said it even like a French person. Ah. <laughs> you know how they say they get so like, <laughs> grow sometimes when they say say their words it yes. just like flies out that was excellent that Thank was a you. better pronunciation than i've heard yet i've heard lupon lupin 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 and you were like lupin, lupin. as people would lupin. say here lupin but i yeah. say lupin lupin go lupin right. whatever that means yeah um so yeah so this series has kind of snuck up on people uh if you if for anybody who knows money heist and knows that series it's kind of similar, but it is one of those. It's become, I think, the number one series on Netflix now. And it's the crazy thing is it's a French series. So you can either watch it with subtitles um, and read them with a the French. But I just watched it with, you know, they dubbed it over in English. So it's just oh, easier to watch. Okay. So I watched that version of it. So the first five episodes dropped on Netflix about three weeks ago. And now it is catching fire. So I'm mentioning it now because... Um, number one, yesterday Netflix just announced they're going to release five more episodes in the summer. Mm. And um, and just the fact that it's one of those, like if we still had water cooler talk, we're still going to the offices and well, doing all that. Maybe if you're, that. This would be the show. Yeah, maybe if you're at a socially distanced uh, Super Bowl thing, you could kind of be the cool kid at the you party. You could be the cool kid and yeah. talk about this. But basically, just to give you a quick synopsis, I kind of call it like if James Bond we're the bad guy. That's what this series is. He's this French, he's a jewel thief and it's based on a 
not based on, but he, he people call him Lupin because Lupin was a famous right. um, caper from these French mystery thrillers that were written, you know, a hundred years ago. But, you know, it starts out with this, he's robbing the Louvre and he's robbing the Louvre of like a $40 million diamond necklace. But then you find out the reason why he's doing all this was because his father was accused of stealing the same necklace 25 years earlier and he was framed and he actually didn't do it. So there's a whole thing where he's, he's really avenging what happened to his dad, but it's great. Like, like I'm telling you from minute one, you're hooked and you'll just blast through five episodes and it's, it's just a fun binge. It is. So uh, it's yeah. L-U-P-I-N, by the way. L-U-P-I-N. Lupin. Yes. That's how you Lupin. can. Now, let me ask you the, a real quick question. Yeah. So you watched, you said you watched the English dub uh, yeah. version. Is that mm-hmm. like a kung fu movie or like Lancelot Link, Secret Chimp, in that uh, that doesn't quite match up? Or is it pretty good? It doesn't Lance, quite match up. I, it actually, not quite actually Lancelot up. Link matches up better than a lot of kung fu movies. But go ahead. Yes. <laughs> It doesn't quite match up, and I've heard a few people say, you absolutely have to watch it in French. And so, actually, I did go back and I watched two more episodes um, in French just with, just to see the difference. But I already knew what was going to happen, so, you know, it's kind of hard to tell. But, look, it depends on what you like to do. If you really want to see, I think you'll get into it more if you watch it, you know, if you read the subtitles because it's always better that way mm. then you know mm. then you're not really mm. getting the actress true performance mm. you're disagreeing with me i know well i'm mm. telling you i watched it in english i was like oh yeah, okay, yeah i know off, i, I would have then you can you can look away and you can cook your pasta and still know what's going on because you can hear it and you know you can be a little distracted i don't like that reading nikki if i like the reading i'd read a book <laughs> and i don't care for the reading i'm not good at that book learning so i don't know yeah, i hear you so yeah. you have that option netflix always gives you what you want more you have that option you can definitely do it your way which is what i did ah there you go the uh but it's really fun the good times rolling as they always do with nikki novak fandango nikki <laughs> uh we'll talk to you next week pre pre super bowl you could regale us with pre- some super, super bowl, bowl stories i hope yeah i oh yeah okay you know what i will bring you a super bowl story next okay. week but right. i'm excited i won't even tell you who i'm rooting for so that you save know. it, save it for next week, Nikki. Let's not. Yeah. Okay. Not do it okay. All right we'll, now. we'll make a bet next week. Oh, okay. We're gonna make it. I like this a little friendly wager, Ben. I like this. All right, uh, Nikki Novak. Stay tuned for that next week. But right now, Nikki, you can catch your Fandango. Riveting. Yes, on the Fandango app, Fandango.com, wherever. Uh, like Netflix, wherever. like Netflix, wherever. All right. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you, Nikki Novak. There she goes. Thanks to her. Thanks to Brian North. Uh, Ben Byram, have a great weekend. Working man, big week for Ben. And uh, hey, on Monday, Robert Jones is going to join us. ECU uh, Hall of Famer, Super Bowl champion. He'll break down the big game matchup as we'll get into that heavy next week. So Robert Jones uh, will be on live on Monday. Looking forward to that. I hope you have a great weekend. Be safe and uh, have a a good weekend out there, folks. Been Been a tough week, so... Looking forward to getting away. Uh, hey, we'll um, be with you Monday. Don't forget ECU basketball tomorrow. We'll have you covered there on social media as uh, you can uh, pay attention to that. But you can always listen to the game if you're out and about on 107.9 WNCT and right here on 94.3 The Game beginning at 11.30 tomorrow, a 12 noon tip. Have a great weekend, everybody. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead.